Hi y'all, it's Terry Lynn Davis here, and we're live at the Landmark Saloon in Portland, Oregon, and you're listening to That Much Further West podcast. When Nadi whispered, told me lie. I slipped away in the middle of the night. I found out misery had a part to play. Crying for him that day. 
Hey, welcome back into That Much Further West, the podcast. My name is Eric. I'm Mike. I'm Phil. And we have Terry Lynn as a guest tonight. How are you? I'm doing good. How Excellent. are you guys doing? Well, we're awesome. Oh, fantastic. Looking good, fellas. Yeah. I just want to say. Oh, thank Looking you. good. Oh, right back you at you. Yeah, thank you so much. All three of you sitting right here in front of me. This is, this is great. When, <laughs> when you said that, all of us simultaneously sucked our guts yeah. in. Yeah. Like, they really set up, up proudly. Yeah. yeah. And put, put in our Thanksgiving guts. <laughs> yeah, pretty classic. <laughs> Took a sip of all their whiskeys. Yes. How nice of you, Terry. That's so nice to say. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Good. I want to talk some history with you. Okay. Ooh, here we go. What kind of music were you listening to growing up in your house that formed where you are today? Um, I would say, you know, I grew up listening to country music. It was Merle Haggard, Johnny Cash, Waylon Jennings, all those. My grandmother owned a bar, and so we all had to knew all the numbers to push nice. all the, the right songs. And um, and then as I got older, you know, I just wasn't allowed to listen to like certain certain styles of music, but I could always listen to country music, which is funny to me now because when I go back and listen to those lyrics, I'm like, really. You guys were punishing me over certain things, but yeah. let me listen to those songs because those Conway are pretty bad. Conway was a pedophile for crying out loud. <laughs> Is that right? No, it's not. It's not warranted or truth, but his songs uh, yeah. seem a little on the little naughty, a little risque. Yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah. yeah. Hello, little darling. <laughs> are you sixteen? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I guess it was a different time. Yeah, it was a different time. Might have been then. okay then. So. But yeah, that was really where the heart of my country music and still to this day what I listen to that really comes forth when I think about writing songs. Or That's great. So you're like steeped in it. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm a heavy metal person too. I really love metal and De- Deftones are my favorite band, all-time Sweet. band. And I could, I'm a Chino fan all the way through. So I go to all, see him every time he comes here in different projects and... I just love listening to all kinds of different music and, and take a lot of those influences and put them in my songs. and and then But country is really where my, where my heart is. Right on. What about metal attracts you? Metal? What, what about it? Yeah. Um, I feel like it's the only time in my life where I can really let loose. <laughs> you know, it just like pulls that out of me where I'm like, oh. Like I could go to the metal yoga thing that started up. That's like the new thing. Second Brewery is hosting it out there. It's like a girl who teaches to metal music. Okay. I could do that and enjoy it, you know. It's <laughs> I just feel like it's chaos all around me. It just makes me feel like yeah. Stretch out the neck. Like I want to kick or Port- something. Portland being Portland being <laughs> Portland, it'll be metal goat yoga in like yeah, a couple yeah. of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. What? They already have that. Shoulder, <laughs> guy doing guitar solos on your other shoulder. <laughs> Where was growing up for you? What's that? Where was growing up for you? Were you? I grew up in northern New Mexico. Um, we moved around a lot up through Colorado and Wyoming back to New Mexico. And then our, most of my dad's family roots are West Texas. Right so, uh, my brother lives there now. And Where at northern New Mexico? Uh, Farmington. I was actually north of I went to the junior there. high and high school in Cortez, Colorado. Oh, we'll yeah. see. Yeah. We're neighbors. Yeah, well, I was actually in La Plata, okay, which is even closer uh, to Cortez. Yes but yeah. yeah, nice. Yeah. You know that area, then I love Very that Very well. Yeah. So how'd you end up here in the Northwest? Yeah. Okay, how long do we have for this? <laughs> as long as you want. Okay, well, um, I graduated from high school and went to college, and then I made my way out to um, Humboldt State University. I went there. 
and then got my first taste of the uh, West Coast style of living. Okay. And uh, <laughs> didn't tell my mom, so she, she figured it out later. Um, and then I went, went back and I just kind of spent some time traveling through Alaska and Montana and all over. And over the years, I ended up in Hawaii. So I was out there for two years in Maui. And then um, was deciding on grad school in the midst of that, going to school. And my friend is from Hood River, and she's a kiteboarder. So she was like, you need to go to Portland. You'll love it. Don't leave the West Coast. You know, like, don't go too far. And so I applied to Portland State, and that's how I got here. Oh, right on. And that was 11 years ago. So I finished my master's here and then moved away for a while, went to Montana, went back to New Mexico. And then I came back to visit Portland, and I was like, I'm moving back. And I've been back ever since. So, oh, nice. yeah. So there's a lot in your in the songs that we know f- that were released with the Yonder Blue thing. Sure. Um, there's a lot of bus travel, car travel, open <laughs> highways, yes. big skies, um, a lot of road miles. It feels like, um, and you get that it's in true. your music. Yeah. Um, is that uh, is that equate to your odometer? Or? Not even close, <laughs> though. Okay. You're okay. so far away. Yeah. <laughs> no. um, yeah. It's you know it's. When you're like, I feel like it was a generational thing. I don't feel like a lot of people road trip anymore. I don't know mm-hmm. why that maybe technology or something or just out of the scene. But I just feel like I spent a lot of time driving around and mm-hmm. seeing the country and mostly the west side, you know, Colorado and over. But, um, you know, the whole first, that whole album was really dedicated to Montana. Like I went there for the first time when I was 20. And I just never got over it. I just yeah. fell in love with it. And I'd go back every year for a couple of weeks and then ended up living there. And I just got started playing music there. I started way later than most people. Most of my friends have been playing since they were like 15. And I started playing at 35. Yeah. And so I was in Montana playing bass with a friend of mine who is a singer songwriter. And that's where it kind of all got started. So for me, like Montana is kind of like my adult home. And... Yeah. Then I just regressed after that. <laughs> just became a musician and then like went from responsible adult who was working for a book publishing company to living in Portland washing dishes and playing music. That's what I and it's right great. On. I love it. I think too when you grow up in the part of the country she did, that you have to drive everywhere. The closest town is yeah. thirty the next town is thirty miles away and we where I lived, we would go to Farmington because it was the closest big city and it wasn't a city at all and it was seventy miles. Yeah. So, you know, that's just kind of how you have to travel everywhere. It's the same in Montana, too. Yeah. I mean, we would drive from Helena to Missoula just to go out for drinks and sushi or, you know, and it's Montana, right. so it's not great. But, right. you know, we it's hour and 45 minutes each way, but you just drive. You just, you do, just it. do it. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a lot of movement in that album, a lot of, you know, heartbreak and singing about it. and Country Country, songs. yeah, yeah. Right now. Last one? Should we have her play her? Yeah, I'd love to hear oh. her country yeah. song. Yeah. Yeah, play us a yeah. t- one of them heartbreaking country songs. <laughs> well, this song's called Little Grace, and I actually wrote this about a friend of mine who was a alcoholic, and I just kind of kept hearing from him over the years about like, oh, she left me, and oh, I did this, and oh, I did that, but I survived. And I'm like, okay. You know, at first I was like, don't do that, and lecturing, and it just like became this really 
strong thing that just kept happening and it finally was so heartbreaking that I just like I couldn't really deal with it but it was one of the first songs I ever wrote and um, it is on the first album it's called Little Grace yeah so this is probably the most heartbreak song I have think I've ever started off with that song before. <laughs> that was amazing. I was like, oh, my breath. 
Sad songs make us happy. You didn't right. need to get the Thank two-steppers you. out dancing, yeah. so that's Oh, okay. yeah, I forgot to announce that. <laughs> Works <before>. perfectly <laughs> yeah. for what we're doing. Learn, so. learn this tonight. Oh, that's right. You announce it. This is a two-step. There you go. This is a right waltz. So you were telling us a little bit about your influences when you were writing this album. Like, what were you listening to at that time? Like, did, probably the Deftones. <laughs> I don't hear a lot of Deftones in that, but I, hey, you know. I know. That's what I was listening to. Right. No, I think didn't I, sound like seven words. <laughs> yeah, probably Willie Nelson. You know, uh, Merle Haggard and a little bit of Kitty Wells and. You know, I just, I don't know. I kind of, I really like a lot of independent music. So I listen to all kinds of stuff and it's not usually country, but I found that the more I get into playing country, I really have to listen to what's going on, you know, like, and be around like, what's, what's the phase or what's the thing, you know? And so I've really taken on like Sturgill Simpson and Margot Price and a lot of like the newer outlaw country people. And I just love them. And Jamie Wyatt. She's I don't awesome. know if you're familiar with her, but oh yeah, yeah. I, I did She's... not wear my Jamie Wyatt hat tonight. So. Oh, <laughs> I so love close. her. I, I met yeah. her a couple years ago, and I opened for her at Alice Den. Okay. We have a lot of mutual friends in LA, and and I just like her style and her honesty, and comes Wait. out in her music, and and that's a huge influence for she me. Did a residency at Alice Den. Yeah, like two summers ago. Fuck, how did we miss that? I don't know. Oh, my God. Summer. The new record's coming out January 19th, by the way. Mm -hmm. Looks and sounds amazing. She's put a full band together. I know. She's been busy. Talking to the mic. Thank you. (laughs) Good job, Eric. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Trained professional. I just know I saw Rich's head snap around like three times as he was going like (laughs) this. Hey, guys. Did you hear? Wait. I can't hear you. (laughs) Yeah, she's great. Yeah. Yeah, so I've had, um, I just kind of like, I really listened to a lot of like local Portland people too. I just really immersed myself in the scene and see what people are doing. And But back when I was writing the album, I was living in New Mexico at that time and um, I started writing songs and it was really, I I'd never had even really played guitar or sang or done anything. I just kind of picked it up and somebody taught me three chords and so I was like, oh. And I just started writing, and then I just found my niche. You know, I just found, like, and that was it. And then I came back to Portland and really locked it down just with experience and learning yeah. the trial and errors and Good what not you. to do, like right. date your band members. Don't do that. It's <laughs> a bad, bad thing to do. Because eventually that. you have to Eric and I learned that together. The, oh, sorry. <laughs> Don't date your podcast co-hosts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bear couch. Still hate you. Uh, <laughs> I'm angry. I'm still angry about what you did. <laughs> I kind of want to ask you a little bit about that scene you kind of just mentioned, like our local sure. kind of country scene, because it seems to be growing and flourishing kind of out in Clackamas County a little more than sure. it is here in town. And um, it's a great scene that seems to be brewing with some really kick-ass bands and... Um, we saw the Wild Hair Festival kind of grow out of yeah. that that entire you know the excitement building around uh, you know in Oregon City and Canby yeah. and and these are places that you play a lot, right? Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. So kind of what you know has been happening since I've been around is there hasn't really been a scene. I mean, it's pretty minimal in Portland, but there mm-hmm. is one. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of bands. Um, I would almost say like alt country that are kind of all tied together through Mama Bird Records. Uh-huh. And so um, I, I kind of have been getting familiar with that scene. 
But the scene in Canby and Oregon City, they're like people love country music out there. And so there's still not a lot of people doing original. So a lot of the bands who are like cover bands or tribute bands or whatever, they um, have their own songs that they mix in, but they really go out to do the cover songs because those are songs people know. And But Joan um, from Wild Hair, she's been a huge supporter of country music, and she teamed up with Jason Fellman, and they had the, the festival, the country music festival out in Incredible Candy, lineup last I, year. Yeah, great, great stuff. And great lineup. So, and you know, Joan's got like, she's got an industry style that she does it. So she brings you in as a singer songwriter. This is what she pays. This is what she expects. And mm -hmm. I just appreciate that. Cool. And, and I try to go out and, and play those and like get my foot in the door. And I, you know, it's like really hard to have a band as we all are familiar, Sure. you know, and availability, everyone's playing in 15 bands. And yeah. so I try to, you know, support the venues that are doing those things. So I play at Feckin a lot, and mm -hmm. they're Gabrielle and and Dave are great and super fun place to hang out. Feckin you throw axes, axe throwing, <laughs> bonfires. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. like every time I'm out there, it's just a big party, so it's axe fun. Throwing. Yeah, you know, bonfires. Well, we can get behind that. I came from like I did a, worked in a lot of rock venues, and it was always like, you know, opener, opener headliner or three openers and a headliner when i started working in country venues especially the ponderosa it was the first time that it was like you're playing all night long you're gonna yeah, play four 45 minute sets <laughs> and you know and it really kind of like took a while for me to turn my head around that and, like that's how that's kind of how a lot of those out out of town country roadhouses expect it to be yeah they mm -hmm. want three or four hours and mm -hmm. i don't want so to do that play a ton i of really covers. don't want to spend my time learning cover tunes i yeah. want and that's a i feel like it's a, just a different industry and a different scene but there is a growing scene to support, you know, that your singer, songwriter, country music. Yeah. And there's just a few of us, you know, there's people doing it, but they're just, you know, I've just found Portland doesn't really have an industry to like, there's not the tears or the like process. So yeah. you kind of, which has been great for me because I've just been bobbing and weaving all over. I have friends all over the scenes and it's, and they love country music and they support me. They come out. And then I hear things that are like, oh, when you have friends in music, they never come to your shows. And I'm like, my friends do. I don't know who your friends are, but I have, you know, and they're just like really supportive because, you know, it's like not a lot of people are doing it. And that's been very fortunate for me to find that here. When you are on the road this summer, right? Yeah. And cross paths with Brass Tacks, didn't you guys hook up? Yeah, so we... Um, Brass Tax is a, is a band from that scene from that uh, is really rising. And yeah, they're co coming out of Malala, and they we met a couple years ago at the out at the Burke. Yeah. And um, I just really liked their sound, and I was like... Yeah, the <laughs> yeah. We love the Burke. Love the Burke, yeah. yeah. And um, met them, and then, you know, it took a little while, but I kind of came up with this idea of instead of me having my own band, I just don't want to learn three hours worth of songs. So I approached Brass Tacks and asked them if they wanted to um, learn five or six of my songs, and then I would open gigs for them, just part of the band, so the guitar drum, drummer and bass player. So we worked on that, and then we kind of started doing that around town where I would go and open at the Ponderosa and play five or six songs and then or festivals or whatever. And then... Um, I actually did all the most of the booking for uh, the tour that they were on. 
And then as an exchange, I flew out and they backed me on my songs to travel back to Portland. But everything doesn't always work out the way that you plan it. And so, you know, there's some complications and I just said, fuck it. I'm getting out of the van. You guys in your 23 year old Uh, ways have fun. And I stayed down and I ended up booking more gigs and I went back to Texas and played down there and kind of just did my own thing and then came back and keeping on, keeping on doing my own thing and they're doing their thing and it's all good. How was uh, your experience of that? Just kind of, I know that you were, it was kind of an open-ended equation there once you kind of started just booking shows around Texas and working your way back to town. Tell tell us a little bit about that experience. Well, I had been in contact with some people before. So Mm -hmm. I had like kind of destination spots like Big Spring, Texas. I played at the Mm -hmm. train car, one of the best gigs I've ever done. And it was the last gig of the tour. (laughs) And I had been playing like Dallas, Abilene, Mm -hmm. New Mexico, Colorado, like played all over and went back. And I was just like so tired and my brother's like you can use my little PA thing so I get there and it's like the guitar where you plug in your guitar and your thing and I was like oh I'm gonna play this three-hour gig they're probably gonna put me in the corner and I'm gonna like play all the songs I know and probably my own songs a couple times because nobody knows those and uh and I got there and it's like packed and it's outdoors and they have a stage and it's like and I'm like not prepared for that Uh, I didn't have a PA (laughs) So I, e- I just emailed them because I'm working on my tour for the, the winter leaving here in February. But okay, cool. I messaged them and I'm like, I'm going to have a real PA. I'm bringing a guitar player with me. I'm like going to be doing this right. And they're like, we love you. you so, go. I mean, it was just, you know, Texas has such a support around country music. It's just so different. Like people will come out here. But, I mean, they're, they'll, you know, they're all oil-filled people. So they'll drop $20, $100, like mm-hmm. I made so much money that night. And he, I was like, oh, I didn't even know that existed. You know, it was great. So, yeah, it's kind of like, and then I just started reaching out to places like breweries. And I was like, I'm in town. I ended up meeting um, Gary Morris at a at um, a Pagosa Springs Brewery when I was there. I right. played some songs there. And he was there and came up and was like, I love you. And <laughs> right I was on. like. You look like Kenny Rogers. I'm supposed uh. to know you. And I like, and then I Googled this lady came up after. She's like, you need to Google him. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and I did. And my mom and I were like, oh my gosh, it was so incredible. But yeah. So you, I don't know. I just find you just like, all they can do is say no. And most of them don't. <laughs> right. right on. So you just keep booking and calling people. And so now I'm working on a tour with a guy that I met when I, got out of the van and stayed. I played some shows with another guy. Um, his name is Thomas Hines and he's coming up here. Um, and we're both in this kind of like, (laughs) I would like to say midlife crisis, but it's more of like, we're going out to do what we love to do. And we both have this opportunity to do that. And so we're starting, we're going to be playing around town here and then hitting the road. And we're going from here to Corpus Christi and then Corpus Christi to Charleston. So, and we're, Almost Bam. halfway booked. Yeah, we've got everything pretty much between here and Corpus Christi booked. And yeah, cool. so we leave in February for that. Very excited. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Right on. Yeah, so that's, I'm busy all the time. Sounds good. That's good. That's, yeah. key. that's what a musician wants, though, right? Yeah. Exactly. Keep, right? keep working. In the meantime, I wash dishes all day long. Want to give us another tune? Yeah. Sure. I'd love yeah, to hear another it. song. Thank right. you. Well, this song's called Lighten Your Cigarette.
And it's uh, it's on the new EP that I'm actually going to be finishing up next week in the studio. <laughs> and um, it's kind of my fun song. I, I wrote this with a friend of mine out of L.A. She's a singer-songwriter. She's now living in Nashville. But um, we were just talking about relationships and how, like, I don't know, you just, like, when you've been in long-term ones, which I have not, uh, she ha was in a 13-year relationship, and she was just like, Oh, you just hate them and you love them at the same time. And I was like, that's great. Let's write something about that. So that's this song. Robin's in the pale morning light. Just when I think of you. Walking the dog in the rain. Looks like sunshine ahead. Left you lying in the dark I wonder what you're dreaming of Turn around and wither the storm Turn around and wither the storm Well, you came home late last night with whiskey on your breath You said you hadn't had a sip I could taste it on your lips Instead of taking out the trash, you're sitting on your ass, and I'm lighting your cigarette. Yeah, I'm lighting your cigarette. Well, I don't know, maybe I'll stay with you. I'll turn around and weather the storm. Turn around and weather the storm. Come back to bed I'm a million miles away Oh, I'm a million miles away Turn around and weather the storm Turn around and weather the storm I'm late for work and laundry on the floor Tried to kiss me once, should've kissed me before And it's not right, the games you play Cause you never want me till I'm walking away So I'll see you when I get home from work Cause I came home late last night And whiskey on your breath You said you hadn't had a sip But I can taste it on your lips Instead of taking out the trash You're sitting on your ass And I'm lighting your cigarette Yeah, I'm lighting cigarette I don't know maybe I'll stay with you I'll turn around and weather the storm 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 thank you Usually when I have a band playing, I just like, they do all the guitar leads and all the fun stuff. I don't do any of that. <laughs> right on. Fun song. Thank you. Nice a great song. Fun, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 The guy who's uh, producing my album, he's like, do you have any fun songs? Like funny, fun song, country funny songs? I was like, I got one. <laughs> <There you laughs> the go. rest are all sad country drinking songs. So 
Tell us about what you're recording and with whom and so forth. Yeah, so um, I'm recording with Ryan Oxford at um, Color Therapy Studios on Alberta. Right and on. Ryan also is signed by Mama Bird, and he plays mm-hmm. with Ila Bamba and is incredibly talented. And um, last time I went into the studio, I, I, I recorded both of my EPs from before with Kevin Hahn at Opal Studio. And I brought in all this mishmash players and was like, okay, this is what we're doing. And yeah. I had no idea what I was doing, but everybody else did, so it was good. And um, But I really wanted to do something old, like older sounding, um, you know, more Kitty Wells and like Loretta Lynn and mm-hmm. getting... And but also bring like my sound and style to it instead of working around the instrumentation. I wanted the stories there more present than this album, and so um, yeah. So I had met Ryan at a gig. We bu- shared a bill at liquor store, and I messaged him. and And when he wrote me back, there was a little tag saying "producer of music and engineer," and I was like, "What? What do you do?" Well, I didn't know you. I, and you know, he's like Lee Hazelwood and all romantic on stage with his deep voice. And I was like, yeah. So we started talking, and then next thing you know, we were in the studio recording, and we're finishing up my album next week. Fantastic. Yeah. So I'm very excited. Got, what, five, six songs on there? Yeah, and it's a little, it's it's definitely more kind of sounding analog, a little more raw, not so produced, and I'm really excited about that. So, yeah. Awesome. Busy. You were talking earlier about uh, <clears throat> some of the groups you're listening to now, like Margo and Sturgill. Mm-hmm. Um, is there somebody... Uh, our audience seems pretty diverse in what we listen to, but is there somebody you know that is, like, killing it that people should know about? Oh, man. Well, I feel like Jamie Wyatt's one of them. Yeah, I mean, sure. I just, like, she's right in that vein, and she's, like, been playing and opening for Shooter Jennings, and mm-hmm. she's just out doing it you know just saw her open for american aquarium at mississippi mm-hmm. and she did a drop for our show she was nice oh nice to do that. yeah, yeah. So we love her yeah she's great um and then also um alice wallace i don't know if you're familiar with her but oh. she's uh was under the california country label and that's how i also met jamie was kind of through okay. that vein of all the la girls that are down there singing and playing country music and alice comes up here she's probably the second hardest person i know in country music like working okay. cool. she's like i'm like busy but she's like busy times 10 like her whole life has been country music and she yodels so yeah. you i'll get her in touch with you she's so in when demand she comes up, yeah <laughs> yeah Yodelers. she just released an album she's just like kind of crushing it too and playing all over nashville Great. and awesome la and touring in texas and she's yeah this so i would great. say those two girls are the ones i'm like ah, oh, let's hang yeah. out and be friends Cool. No. Yeah, we we feel like we're on top of it. We're not. So when we talk to other people, we're just yeah. like, "What do you know? What's going on? You know, on? who yeah. who you been out there playing with, or what are you yeah. listening to?" And we 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 feed off that stuff. So yeah. so much great stuff out there. There is. So. There's a lot of. There's so much music, and mm-hmm. I know it's hard to keep up. And a lot of times, people are like, "Will shoot me," you know, "Listen to this, listen to that, listen to this," and. I'm like, I really like to take time. I actually like scheduled time in my day where I sit for like an hour and listen to the stuff people send me because I am interested. I'm not only a musician. I'm like, I love music. You know, I want to hear what's going yeah. on to you. I just saw um, Elin Jewell. Yeah. Huge fan. Love yeah. her. She sings about Cortez. 
And I was like, oh, maybe she's from Durango or maybe she's from the area. But it turns out she's from Boise. Oh, is she really? Yeah. And so um, I was just like really surprised. I saw her at Alberta Rose. She's incredible. She's like this tiny little white girl with long blonde hair and she sounds like Aretha Franklin. She's just so bluesy but country. And she's kind of like just a great songwriter. And yeah. Amazing. I know. Lots of good stuff going on out there. Cool. Thank you for sharing that. How yeah. was your landmark show last week? She played was, right here on this stage. Yeah. Last week it was great to see. Uh, it's you know great to see music back here. I know. I was great so to excited. be here right now. Being part of that is it feels kind of cool. But um, mm-hmm. was it? A, did you just play solo? I played with Tucker Jackson. Oh, right. Yeah, on. he came and sat in on pedal That's still with cool. me. He's good kind of my go-to guy. Yeah, he's the best. Good he's go-to the best. guy. And yeah. he's like. I'm like, come play this three-hour gig with me out in Oregon <laughs> City. And he's like, okay. He never says no unless he's booked. But right on. yeah, I love that, those swells and that sound. He recorded on my album as well. Cool. Fantastic. Yeah, so I got some pedals still in there. I'm really excited he's about. so great. We he's, put some like effects on ace. it, on his pedal still. And so he was doing all this like weird stuff, kind <laughs> of in ethereal the sounds. It's so good. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. So he was excited about that. He's all, this is so fun, you know. It's a good time. So right. when can we expect a new album? Do you know yet? Or? I I was trying to have that ready by February in order to go on tour, tour with it. Yeah. That's what I'm shooting for, but I don't know yet. I got to see how the next two days go. I kind of like recorded this summer and then left on tour and came back and got a job. And now here we are. It's like the year's almost over. So I don't know. I don't know if it's too soon. I I have like a marketing plan for that album that's a little bit more than what happened with my my other album. I released it, got in a car wreck, and was out for, what, 11 months? Oh, wow. And then this year has been really the first year to really promote it. So I was thinking I may hold on to this other one and just keep promoting the first one, you know. So we'll see. Keep cranking. And then local shows before you hit the road. Sure. New Year comes, and you're going to play locally with your buddy? Yeah, um, so I have, I'm playing at Dante's next week for a singer song, Singers in the Round on Thursday night at 8.30. With Mike, Mike D. D. Yeah, Mike mm-hmm. D. And also and Sean then, Taylor, who's a, yeah. a, a buddy of John Calvin Abney's who I've gotten to know oh. recently. Cool rock rock and roller. Yeah. Cool, he's in a band called Marcus The Angry Logan too. Leases. That's really good, yeah. Awesome. From uh, Marcus Logan from uh, Falcon Heart. I don't know if you guys are familiar with them. They're here. Mm. They're kind of a country-esque, but they kind of have like sort of a band of horses feel, oh, cool. but um, we're on their countryside. Right but, um, <laughs> okay. Yeah. And so Marcus is going to be there too. I'm so excited to be a part of that. And, and then um, when Thomas gets up here, we start out in Hood River on the 31st of January, and then we'll have a whole two weeks of playing all over. We're going to have a big going away with band and stuff, party and I'll have to invite you guys to that. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's going to be fun. You have to. Yeah, maybe we'll get you up to do some songs, Phil. <laughs> oh, no, wait, hold on. Yeah, I'll, I'll hold wait, on. hold on, Time hold on. I'll have to talk to my agent. <laughs> <laughs> He's right here. Or oh, there. Okay. Uh, speak to us after <laughs> <Yeah>. the show. <laughs> there you go. Right on. Cool. Yeah. Fantastic. So, yeah, but... Um, Probably uh, plug in the whole Facebook here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My website is just Terry Lynn Davis, T R I L Y N N Davis, and uh, dot com or Facebook. And I usually am up on all of that stuff Instagram, cool. 
Bands in town, all of it's always updated. Website so. looks great. You can Thank hear you. Terry Lynn's, uh, basically the old Yonder Blue uh, EP, Yes, as it were, under yeah. the rebranded Terry Lynn Davis. Yeah, I had Yonder Blue, the band, and you know, we just never, the band just never, yeah, I had people that were like, thought I was just promote. I promote a lot of music in town too. And they just thought it was another band. And then when I changed it, it was like, no, it's mine. Like, that's me singing. My friends who didn't know that I played music were like, that's you? I was like, and that's why I went by my name. So I changed it to my name. And, awesome. Cool. You know, but Tin Silver set in with me mm-hmm. on the studio and, and backed me. And so a lot of bluegrass influence on that album, and which was great. I mean, mm-hmm. Alan with his multi-instrumental ways and Trish with her fiddle yeah. and mm-hmm. had some backup vocalists that came in. It's, it's really the real deal. It was really It's a fun. great listen, folks. So uh, yeah. We actually have copies of it here if anybody wants one. Um, Absolutely. Step on up. EP, it's wonderful. <laughs> Check it out. Step <laughs> on you. up. Talk to me, Terry Lynn. She'll, she'll sell you one. I'll buy it sometimes. Right on. Yeah. Cool. Not all the time. Awesome. <laughs> you want to uh, maybe play us out with one? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Awesome. Well, on that note... Oh. Thanks to the landmark. Yes. Thank you, Rich. Rich yeah. Westblatt. Thank you, Ann, for taking pictures. Mike, Phil. Thank you to uh, Secret Aardvark. Secret Aardvark, the sauce that kicks you in the mouth. And, and Thank Terry, you, real Mary, pleasure. Queen of Snacks. Yeah, Fantastic. If anybody Snacks. wants some, uh, there are snacks. Ooh. You do all <laughs> enjoy if mm. you're interested. Ooh. There's snacks. snacks right over here on this table. It's important stuff. And thanks for everybody for coming out tonight. Yeah, yeah thank you so much a real for pleasure. having me. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. This has been awesome. It's, yeah, it's a lot different than my first interview I ever did. <laughs> is Sober. That the, is that <laughs> <laughs> oh. Not too many secrets. Okay, we don't, we don't need to go there. We get it. We well, get we'll it. save that for after. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Rich stops rolling. Episode ninety-two. <laughs> yeah, a whole other episode. Awesome. All right, let's see. What should I do? All right. Well, this song is the title track from the album. It's called Hey, Love, Hold On. It's about dating all the wrong guys, just staying strong and going through it, you know? I'm always dating the wrong guys. They're so fun, you know? What are you going to do? Just keep going. I'm tired, feeling all alone. These streets and desires, they're dragging on and on. Bottle is empty. Close me.
sometimes unforgiving. But I do it over, I'm doing it the same. Trusting him, they tell me, but his plan, it's taking too long. So I'll just keep going strong through all the wrong ones. Another bottle empty, and my heart's still broke. God keeps whispering. Sometimes unforgiving. If I do it over, I'm doing it the same. I don't listen, keep on drinking and smoking. It eases my pain. And the choices I'm making are unforgiving. If I do it over, well, I'm doing it the same. I don't listen, empty.